0: Hey, this is Dave McMurray for Grace Bible Church, and we're doing a special podcast on race and faith. The question is, how should we respond to tragedy and injustice? This will be a discussion of grief, race, and ways that faith can impact these issues. Uh, so I have a couple of special guests with me today who are on our podcast uh, on occasion normally, but I've asked them particularly to come in and address the issues that we're facing in our country today. Uh, particular issues of race and injustice. And so I'm going to go, let's start with you, Elliot. Can you introduce yourself and the role you play at our church and then go to Kendrick?
1: Yes, uh, my name is Elliot and I'm the Celebrate Recovery ministry leader. My wife and I also lead a mayor's small group. Uh, so um, so we, we do a lot of things at the church. And man, I love being on the podcast. So I appreciate you. This is such an honor to be able to talk about this. Um, so thank you.
0: Thanks for being here.
2: My name is Kendrick. I'm the audio visual director at Grace Bible Church. So that's anything you hear or see, uh, unless it's not good, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> but uh and I'm also a honorary hanging in the
0: lobby member. Mm, so, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Well I appreciate y'all being here. I asked you particularly, uh, because you're you know members and leaders at our church, but also Uh, As black men, I've seen you and talked to you personally about grief over mistreatment of blacks in America uh, and how painful that is and how that can make you feel unsafe. And so I wanted to just start off um, really you know, not making it about everybody watching and listening at first, although we're happy for them to listen in. That's why we're doing this. But I wanted to just start with you guys personally. Um, So, Elliot, would you mind starting off just telling us how... Like how you're feeling. I mean, what, how does this feel? Can you just be personal about this? The things you see on the news. Maybe update. You know, people might be listening to this a year later. What have you seen on the news? And then, and then, how's that making you feel?
1: Well, um, no, number one, I feel hurt. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel hurt. I feel anger. Uh, I feel resentment. Um, so it's a lot of different emotions. But also at the same time, uh, I know it's probably probably doesn't really make a lot of sense. But I also, I'm also not shocked. Um, and that's kind of that's a scary place to be. So what's happening right now is, um, you know, for what we know, the most recent incident that's uh, that's captured the, the news is is um, a man named uh, Floyd out of Minneapolis. Well, actually, he's out of Houston, but he was a truck driver in um, Minneapolis who was uh, killed by, um, by a police officer or while he was making a, well, a police contact. Uh, was made. Um, a guy was on his neck. He said he couldn't breathe, but uh, but the guy would not remove. The police officer would not remove himself from uh, from the deceased. So um, that's that has um, captured a lot of people's minds and hearts. Uh, but also, before that, there's been a lot of other things um, in the news that, that kind of goes unknown. Um, a lot of incidents where people have made made false accusations against black men, uh, late in Central Park. Uh, a youth pastor, uh, man, a, a lady who drowned her own son and blamed it on black men. Uh, hmm. And then we continue to get um, uh, updates on other news. is an incident in Midland, Texas, where a man is, was pulled over and, and uh, at his home and cops hmm. with cops had their guns drawn with his hands up and even knocked over his 90 year old grandmother. So hmm. um, yeah, another incident. And where an attack dog was was let out on the on the black man who already was handcuffed. It's, so it's, it's really like incident after incident. If I had to, I guess like post every day about it, it would just be, it just wouldn't even be right. It would just it would flood everyone's timeline. Mm-hmm. So yes, I feel I'll feel anger. I definitely feel um, a lot of grief, um, and 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 resentment. But at the same time, unfortunately, I'm not shocked.
0: Mm. Man, I'm sorry. How about you, Kendrick? I'm gonna have to agree with
2: Elliot. I feel anger. I feel hurt, and I'm I'm not shocked that it some of these events is happening. I'm shocked at the response um, mm. that's kind of coming from him. Uh, th- mm-hmm. That's that's still very much shocking to me. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And just watchful. Um, just kind of feel like want to trust don't know who to trust hmm. put my trust in god i'm not so much sure about what sort of man to trust what sort of hmm. woman to trust i'm very watchful very edgy mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh in that regard wow
0: yeah
1: said, if i could chime in real quick um, dave yeah. to echo what kendrick was saying about the responses i mm-hmm. have to i have to agree with him i am mm-hmm. i'm completely shocked at the responses, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. and I'm not shocked by the responses from non-believers, but I'm, mm-hmm. I'm truly shocked about responses, some responses from some of our white brothers and sisters who profess faith. Um, yeah. but I'm, ple- but I'm pleasantly shocked at some of our white brothers and sisters who have joined arms with us, who have mourned with mm-hmm. us, who have reached out mm-hmm. to us. I, I just can't thank them enough. It means so much to us. Um, mm-hmm. and I just ask that you continue to encourage us and continue to be in the fight and, and, and speak out on these things because that uplifts us, that lets us know that, man, that that you are our corner because we, we yeah. actually need you because we're the minority. So yeah. we, we need you.
0: One of the ways I've tried to counsel, uh, our church, y'all know, but those listening may not know is predominantly white. Um, we've got good, healthy amount of diversity, but, but predominantly white. And I've tried to counsel majority culture people um, because I don't think the issue, the issue is not skin color. It's relative to the culture, right? So in every culture, there are racial tensions. In our culture, you know, who cares what color we are, but we are in the majority culture, I think, is a more helpful way to think about it. Um, And I've tried to counsel them to, to weep with those who weep, mourn with those who mourn, as it says in Romans. So that's been my number one counsel and encouragement as a pastor of what it looks like as a Christian to relate to someone of another culture who is hurting. Um, And so I think that's always the place to start. And if we're confused about the facts, if we want to know more facts, I think that's fine to pursue more facts. Um, But can you address that a little bit? Like the tension between, no, let's just talk about facts. I, I can't, I can't mourn with you or, the other side i think those are basically the two responses right is that do you think that's fair is there some third fourth response or is those are those basically the two responses like facts i don't care about how you feel and no, i'm gonna mourn with you is that is that it are there other
1: no, ways there, to a, well, i know one more um Kendrick, you, know, you can add, add to this too is uh mm-hmm. one more is is a is a uh is a bias towards police officers uh where, where okay. no matter what no matter what is going on, it's okay. a it's, an, it's a literal bias towards police that okay. it, it doesn't really matter what happens. <laughs> you just gotcha. follow the police.
0: Yeah, so. gotcha. Okay, so that's maybe not like an authority bias or a structure bias. Like you gotta, if we if we pick on them, then everything's gonna fall apart or something. Maybe is I don't know the word. I'm trying to I'm trying to sympathize with that view, but I don't okay.
1: I, I don't know. Like for us, we respect mm-hmm. authority. So, right. so it's like, I don't, you know, I don't think you, but I think you can also be objective. I mean,
0: yeah, so I don't, yeah. I don't
1: really understand that, but okay. to answer your question about, about those two positions, uh, one thing I've tried to uh, help people or the analogy I try to um, use to help people with this is that, uh, if, if, if I have a white brother or sister, who's, um, whose mom or, or father died, mm-hmm. if I want to tell them in that moment when they are grieving, well, can you tell me a little bit more about your parent? Before I grieve with you, or before mm. before I do anything, yeah. how would that make you feel? Right. Like I don't have to. I don't have to know your mother or father who passed. Yeah. But the, but the fact that my sister or brother is mourning, then mm. I need to be there for them. Despite right. whatever. I don't know everything about their family, and I, I don't have to. All I do know matter. is that this person is deceased, and my mm. brother and sister is hurt.
0: What that's, if they're a bad person, though? Elliot wouldn't. Uh, <laughs> Would you <laughs> celebrate then if the bad person's dead? <laughs> I
1: was more with him.
0: Okay. you know, I was just just born checking. Just My brother and sister. You know, that's it. Like it doesn't. It okay. doesn't
1: matter.
0: Okay. Hmm. Kendrick, you want to add anything to that? Yeah, I think for the
2: response, I think that goes under. I don't care how you feel. Uh, I just want to talk about the facts. For me, has come from. Um, You shouldn't be speaking on these things you shouldn't be concerned about these things just preach the gospel (laughs) and 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 typically i ask which gospel because Mm uh i I believe that um as far as justice goes sometimes we're not trying to like throw stones at church the church as a body Mm -hmm. not necessarily Mm -hmm. our church Mm -hmm. is sometimes we'll jump head first into sin social issues whether that be gay marriage, whether that be abortion, um, Mm -hmm. whether that be uh, world hunger, but we Mm -hmm. won't so much dive into this issue uh, when Mm -hmm. it comes to race. And Mm -hmm. I believe that the same compassion and response that we have about those things, Mm -hmm. we should also have about race. You know, it will be crazy for me to go Mm -hmm. into the hospital, for my like grandmother going to the hospital. And I say to her, you know what, grandma, it's a dying world. Sorry I can't come visit you. You know, mm-hmm. it's 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 a sin <laughs> problem. You know, that's, that would be like, <laughs> that be would be a, a terrible response to, to yes. that. And so I think we, sometimes the church can be guilty of seeing racial tension as the only social issue. As Christians, mm. we should have um, no response to and yeah. kind of move with compassion towards the other mm. ones. And, Mm -hmm. uh, and I kind of think as far as like the, uh, other side of, uh, brothers and sisters that just want to mourn with us only, uh, that's uh, for me, that's, I've been seeing a lot of things that I deem as honorable that I think Mm -hmm. I've seen people walk the gospel out by Mm -hmm. mourning with their brothers and their sisters. Um, I made a post on Facebook yesterday about a good close brother of mine, um, Mm -hmm. white guy and Usually when something like this happens, um, he has one of the most Christ-like responses uh, Mm -hmm. every time. And so it's just Mm -hmm. been good, uh, Mm. you know, to see that side of things as well, that there are individuals who will mourn Mm. with
0: us. Mm. Amen. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. So what I've been challenged by as, again, as a white man or as a part of majority culture and as a leader in the church is how much— the church historically, especially the conservative Bible teaching tribe or subsection of the worldwide church, the conservative Bible teaching groups were often the worst at, at interjecting into the civil rights movement. And they were saying what you're saying, like, yeah, we don't want to talk about social issues. But churches often talk about other social issues, like you say. So yeah. it's like, I don't want to talk about social issues. Well, I'll just, I'll just talk about these three or four um, so I do, I do think there's a delicate balance there. As a preacher, I have a particular method of how I, how I teach the Bible where I say, I'm going to let the Bible lead me. And then after being sure of what this passage is about, then I teach what this passage is about. Then I'm going to work my way down to how does this connect with modern issues we're facing in our personal life and socially. So I will get there, but I always try to start with like, what's the text we're looking at this week? You know, we start with the text and that keeps us, that's just a guard that's not the only way to teach, but for us in our group, that's a safety against like having a hobby horse that we're always riding, you know, like having a, a thing we're always about every week. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. Nice but but then you you gotta realize your your culture can can give you blind spots of what's an important social issue and what's not. You know, so that's the thing mm-hmm. I really realized is man, historically, white conservative Bible teaching churches just tried to stay out of it and that that broke my heart the more history i read um great book i read on the subject is let justice roll down by john perkins i don't know if either one y'all read that but it's a really um, really good book Yeah. yeah it's a great book so perkins was a guy that grew up in um mississippi he fled to to have more kind of opportunities he fled to go to california he got a good job raised his family did well met Jesus, grew as a Christian, became a pastor, felt called to go back to Mississippi then. And so when he went back to Mississippi, it was like in the middle of the civil rights movement. So he's planting a church and starting ministries in Mississippi when things are just nuts down there. And so it's a great book anyway. recommend to people to kind of better understand some of those tensions. And he talks about that. He talks about like having a white brother who was a pastor in town who befriended him, who loved him, who was like, man god bless you keep going but i can't really get involved you know <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. like, yes, oh, yes man would, yes. you know like that just killed me i was like would i would that have been me back then you know like man i yeah. hope not and so that's that's what's really challenged me to try to pay more attention to this as an issue anyway mm-hmm. um, another question i have for you guys is uh twofold is it better or worse now and in this moment we're in where there's a lot of news reports is it better or worse, or, or you know, like what's the perspective? Are we just seeing it more? or do we expect more of ourselves as a society? How, how would you how would you frame that as far as oh, racial man. injustice? All right, let me try. I think it's kind of an impossible question. Go
1: ahead. Well, I mean, so Let me try to me try to explain this um, objectively. So mm-hmm. we do not live in the in the '60s. We don't live in the 1900s. Um, mm-hmm. h- however, like 1963 was, dis- was different than 1863. However, mm-hmm. there's some, there's still there. It was just a new way of discrimination, a new way of violence, a new way mm-hmm. of things like that. So in 2020, mm-hmm. yes, we have the right to vote. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. we have a lot more opportunities. Um, however, believe it or not, there's still systematic injustices That that happens um, with education, with home ownership, uh, all sorts of things, and and obviously police brutality. The reason why Mm -hmm. it's the thing I believe today is because we have the the advent of social media and technology. Um, You know, before when Martin Luther King was on the bridge, it took media, you know, to come and show what was going on before the nation was like, "Wow, it's a problem Mm -hmm. down there." But now Mm -hmm. with with technology, we can just Spread around the globe, and 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 I'll just add one mm. more thing: is um, that I would just, I guess, like plead with my my white brothers and sisters, is that some sometimes a lot of people believe that since slavery, you know, slavery was four hundred plus years ago, that we ha- somehow in this generation should be or over it. Like mm. it doesn't, it does not work that way. Like, we, we're only 60, 60 years removed, close to 60 years removed from civil rights. Mm-hmm, so we're, mm-hmm. we're only like a generation and a half away from when we were being, when attack dogs were on us and war hoses. Mm-hmm. So our parents and grandparents who are still alive can tell the stories. And we still have those things ingrained in us um, where we yeah. have this type of fear of police or this mistrust of police because we've seen it so much. And so, so mm-hmm. I was just, I was just encouraged that my white brothers and sisters to really acknowledge, like, man, you know, I, I, it's a, it's a people group out there who still are hurting. No, mm-hmm. no matter how I may feel about it, but they're still hurting. Mm-hmm. This is like PTSD. Mm-hmm. When we see things like this, we don't just mm-hmm. see Floyd. We see Eric Garner. We see Tamir Rice. We see Trayvon Martin. We see Edward, mm-hmm. Ed, you know, uh, Emmett Till, Mega Evers, MLK. We see. That's what we see. Every time we see incidents like this, our mind yeah. goes towards all of those injustices before. So we just relive them yeah. over and over. Um, and, mm-hmm. that's where, that, and that's what. And that's what. That's why we hurt a lot because mm-hmm. of that. Mm-hmm. So,
0: mm-hmm. man, I'm sorry. Did you so you I, I don't to that? think
2: much has uh, changed. I think mm-hmm. it's been modernized. Uh, oh,
0: okay.
2: I'm not sure that. I think now that the underlying issue back then was hatred and now it's hatred. And I think it's just presented in a a new form, in a new way. Um, Mm -hmm. As far as it happening, I don't think much has changed. I think there are a lot Mm -hmm. of individuals now that are aware and that Mm -hmm. they are doing something about it, saying something about it, Mm -hmm. uh, acknowledging that it's wrong but I think it's still ongoing. It's just changed the shape or it's head, if you will. And even to add to what Elliot was saying is, um, um, I think the, the wonderful thing about us uniting and being a multicultural church is Mm -hmm. that, um, we, we can break barriers uh, of Mm -hmm. race, even just through that. And I also would say that, um, you know, I think the one of the most defining moments is I think when we seek for social injustice, we're not putting down another race. And yes. I think that's this is one of the most important things that mm-hmm. I will just add to this is that um, mm-hmm. this as far as when Elliot was saying, we remember all uh, the Trayvon Martins. And every mm-hmm. time something like this happens or Eric Gardner mm-hmm. of the world. It's not us putting down any other mm. race. It's not us saying that we uh hate the police. It's it's really mm-hmm. not any of that. It's more so that um we understand what it is to be blessed to live in a free country that has rights. Mm. Uh and mm-hmm. I think we just kinda want those same rights. Um yeah. and I would also even dare to say, um uh my point on it not really changing, it's just modernizing is mm-hmm we still have like post-traumatic stress. It's just social yes. media post-traumatic stress. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it's like you get PTSD from the phone now. You would have to go <laughs> to the bridge in Selma and march and watch your brother sister uh, be um, yes. beaten yeah. or, 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 some, or lynched or, or something like that happen. Now, yeah, we can look at our cell phones in the comfort of our home or wherever we are mm-hmm. and and be traumatized i think that's more dangerous now than it mm. was then because now mm-hmm. we can literally carry hatred with us instead yeah. of going to where the hatred is and so um mm. i think it's modernizing and i think it's also more scary which is also the balance of that is i think it's more need for the gospel now mm. probably than it's ever been i know every generation has probably said that about their generation but mm, now I yeah. think it's more need for the gospel now than ever because it's so mm. accessible. Hatred is so accessible. So, um, mm-hmm. And it,
0: with the, mm. with just technology. So I just think it's modernized now. Okay. So maybe like in the sixties, you could have grown up in a little secluded area where you didn't see much of it. True. But now you can see it wherever it is. Yes, Even if your neighbors mm. cool with you and there's no problems in your block, you're seeing stuff in the next town or whatever. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, So how does the, uh, how does the um, gospel address these issues? So we've talked about how the grief, what the grief is, how does the gospel address these issues?
1: Uh, uh, So, so I would say a lot of times, um, I would tell people that the God, you can't, you can't be absent of justice with the gospel. So Mm -hmm. the gospel Mm -hmm. itself is a matter of justice. Like Christ Mm -hmm. died for all of us. Mm -hmm. And that Mm -hmm. was justice. You know, that God rendered justice and and instead of us dying, Christ Mm -hmm. took our place. So that alone in and of itself shows that the meaning of of justice. So when we, we say like, just preach the gospel, Mm -hmm. we have to also say, man, preaching the gospel means I take on the character of God. And Mm also, uh, as like Kendrick was saying about the multicultural church, it, mm-hmm. should, it should not be this invention of the multicultural church because God has already, this has always been his intention. So it's, like, mm-hmm. so it's really odd to me. The church has always, always been multicultural. It's either like better you know,
0: or worse at it. Right?
1: Yes. Yeah, yeah. So it's like yeah. this idea that we have to invent it or we have to try to plant. So it should not be like that. So I think that um, that 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 our churches coming together, even Mm -hmm. if you are a predominantly black church, predominantly white church, quote unquote, Mm -hmm. you can still partner with one another. It doesn't. Mm -hmm. You don't have to necessarily be in the same building because your proximity Mm -hmm. could be different, but you still Mm -hmm. can partner with one another. Mm White churches can come to black communities and say, "Man, what can we do to help you?" Like Mm we, you don't. You don't literally have to be in the same building every Sunday. So I think. So I think like actually looking at the gospel from that perspective of like, man, we all are the multicultural church with a big C and all, mm-hmm. all of our little C's can come together and mm-hmm. we can show people like what this looks like. One of my greatest mm-hmm. laments for the civil rights era is that a lot of people were, um, was, um, talk, were talking about Martin Luther King saying like, just preach the gospel, just preach the gospel. Mm-hmm. When you mm-hmm. read his letters from Birmingham jail, his plea is for white leaders to join the join the party like can you Mm -hmm. because I firmly believe I firmly believe in my heart that if white pastors would have Mm -hmm. said I'm going to do like John did in Acts you're Mm -hmm. not going to tell me that I'm not going to worship with my black brother and sister because God tells me I should I should worship with my black brother and sister so I'm not going to follow this law because it's Mm -hmm. unjust and it's unbiblical. So, yeah. I, so I think if, if white pastors would have said, you know what, I I don't care about that. Now, Billy Graham mm-hmm. tried, he tried, mm-hmm. but it didn't, it didn't work out yeah. too well. But if more yeah. white pastors would have done that, I believe mm-hmm. that it would have quelled a lot. It would have been a, a stronger force. So in 2020, mm-hmm. we can actually do that. We, mm-hmm. we can learn mm-hmm. from history and our white mm-hmm. leaders, like yourself, mm-hmm. like what you're doing now, um, can actually do this.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's why I always say, we need you. We need your action, we need your voice, and we need your
0: prayer. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah. Thanks. I think the gospel kind of addresses these issues by like not turning a blind eye to to them. Um, Mm -hmm. When I think of like in the Old Testament, a foreshadowing of Jesus coming to save us is God delivering his people out of bondage, you know. Mm -hmm. And he could have just been like, oh man, they're. They're in bondage, you know. I'm gonna pray for them. I'm gonna, uh, <laughs> yes. I'm gonna hope right. that they make it out, you know. But he, he, <laughs> he sent someone to say, "Hey, if you don't, if you don't let those people go, like I'm gonna mm-hmm. come get them out of bondage yeah, they're, they're and mess. it was hindering them from worshiping God correctly as well. And mm. I think even god seeing the sin of the world seeing the brokenness of the world saying you know what Mm -hmm. i'm gonna come and do something about it in my power i can come Mm. and save them from sin from satan even from themselves even from my wrath Mm -hmm. god's came and did something about it you know and jesus i I believe it's philippians 2 that's uh or excuse me not philippians hebrews that says Mm -hmm. we don't have a savior that does not understand oh, yes, where yes, we go. Yeah. He's been touched mm-hmm. with our infirmity. Yeah. Yes. And so mm-hmm. Hebrews 4 yeah. 15. He yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. What we're going through. And uh, yeah, so. to me that's that's monumental because mm-hmm. he came in in the embodiment of sin, not sin, and he mm-hmm. came with and and a lot of times in scripture we see Jesus recorded as he was moved with compassion. Yes. And, It just blows my mind how much passion he had for for the brokenness of the world. Even Mm. was a couple weeks ago, I was reading John four when he was uh, with the woman at the well, and she was so shocked. She was like, "I'm a Samaritan. You as a Jew, how are you? Like, you wanna you wanna offer me some water? Like that was an unheard of thing." And I think even with his coming, he kind of like invaded even then those cultural differences. And yeah. show that he also came to die for that reason and, and f- to die for yeah. those people. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. I think the gospel just, it doesn't turn a blind eye to it. Now, I understand that us as humans, we, we don't have the power to save. Like, we have mm-hmm. to turn to Jesus mm-hmm. for, for, for us to be saved. We have to go through him to get to God. But I think mm-hmm. us not turning a blind eye and doing what we can is a great model um, uh, for what what mm. jesus did in his time on earth um i'm mm-hmm. careful i don't want to make a gospel out of that and i'm only saying that as a that's a good model that's a good starting place mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but at the end jesus didn't turn a blind eye to our hurt to our sin, <laughs> our brokenness mm-hmm. he came and he saved us and he died on the cross and and he he died the death that we should have died and so mm-hmm. um i think even with uh uh the video of george uh, i i saw a pastor say you know what if i was there I think I would have died a death with him. Yes, and I think yes. That's a sacrificial love that mm. Jesus also displayed Um, mm-hmm. because we are not <laughs> like God came and saved us of his own will. It, it was not mm. something that we deserved. In fact, we mm-hmm. all deserve God's wrath, as we know. But mm-hmm. that sacrificial lamb that he is, I think that speaks of uh a uh, tons of things but i think that's another way that it touches on these injustices is mm-hmm. that man said i would have sacrificed my life to try to help him because i yes. think that jesus would lend a helping hand to his neighbor in that way mm-hmm. uh, uh he went mm-hmm. on and said i'm going to try to find his post to send it to y'all but he said i wouldn't have tried to uh harm the police i would have just tried just to get it off up. of up <laughs> i would have just, just tried <laughs> to say hey he's detained that's enough man and and yeah. i think a lot of times um we think uh, we have to do so much more than what we have to do, and sometimes right. just saying "Hey, that's enough" and holding each other accountable uh, will Speaking save up. lives. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah.
1: and I just want to add to this, on uh, Dave, mm-hmm. real quick. Uh, one of the things that also helps me about the gospel is uh, in Matthew twenty-five when Jesus talks about the final judgment, about the sheep and the goats, and uh, you know, know. know, I love it because it's every every aspect of that is mm-hmm. is the depiction of the marginalized. So uh, so like for I was hungry, you gave me food. I was thirsty. You gave me drink. I was a stranger and you welcomed me. I was naked and you clothed mm-hmm. me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came to me. Then the righteous will answer saying, Lord, when did, you, when did we see you hungry and fed you and thirsty and give you drink? And when did we see you do all these things? Uh, and so Jesus himself is saying, saying that because you acted out your faith in this way, Mm-hmm. you can come in like you can you can come in <laughs> mm-hmm. so it's like mm-hmm. your faith is literally you have you have the things that you do for those who are marginalized you are pre- you are li- li- literally living out the gospel you are showing some. you are teaching theology with your life like you're literally like showing seeing, what you believe yes and and, mm-hmm. and he uses all those categories and that should hit us the people yeah. who are homeless yeah. the people in prison people who, um, who don't have cult, all these different people who can't fend for themselves or who mm-hmm. are isolated or impoverished. He says, mm-hmm. if you do that for them, you've done that for me. You've done that to me.
0: Yeah. yeah. And
1: so, yeah, yeah. So we can't have this absence of justice and absence of compassion and helping yeah. others and think that, oh, I'm being mm-hmm. Christian. I'm being Christlike. Yeah.
0: And so... To restate it, Kendrick got this verse in my head because you started to quote it and then you quoted the Hebrews one, but Philippians 2 is another kind of parallel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Philippians 2 says he left the comforts of heaven. He didn't consider equality with God something to be grasped or taken advantage of, right. uh, but he came for us. He he lived in this world. He took on the form of a servant. He died for us. And so, um, so we see that movement, right? That movement from perfection and comfort to discomfort and going to a hard place. Jesus came into our world, it was a hard place. Yeah. He not only came into our world, he not only like spoke up for us, but he lived a perfect life. He died a sacrificial death. You know, He died for us, he rose from the dead. And so tying all together what y'all are saying, you know, my summary is because Jesus stepped in and showed compassion for us and saved us, we should show compassion for one another. Um, sure. and i think that's basic gospel <laughs> math right there. Yes. Do I imitate Christ. That's right. That's right.
1: <laughs> yes, so we're
0: real big at our church in saying, yeah, that that proving that imitation is because he saved you, right? He saved me first. Yes. So then i imitate him. We don't imitate him to get saved. We imitate him because we're saved. Um right. mm-hmm. and so i want to stress yeah. that, but we still imitate him <laughs> we still yes. we still do stuff we still do what he did he he did the moving out of his neighborhood into our neighborhood and he did the yes. um taking on yeah. pain that wasn't his and i think that's a big deal cuz we have a very there's the other side of the justice view is like i don't owe anybody anything that that is a view of justice mm-hmm. sure. and so i think that gets confused so there's a very um I'm not going to try to use, I'm going to try to avoid racial terms here. There's a very Western view of justice, which is just, what do you owe to everybody? But the gospel kind of blows that up because it says, Jesus gave you something you you didn't deserve, right? So, mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and yeah. so that's where there's a lot of debates within the Christian world, even even uh, Elliot and I have debated, I think, the social justice stuff, you know, some of that, yeah. the language gets confusing. Um mm-hmm. But we are called, whatever we want to call it, we are called to show to kindness justice. and compassion <laughs> right. and to do yeah. justice. We are called to do those things because of what Jesus has done for us. Um, let me ask one more question. I oh, yeah, want to your point some. about compassion.
1: Right. Um, one thing that I found unique about Jesus, um, Jesus' compassion in the New Testament is that mm-hmm. when you kind of follow it, it's typically always followed up with a miracle. So, uh, mm-hmm. so it's something—it's something, it's something to kind of put in our, put in our, a feather in our cap to know that mm-hmm. man, compassion is so powerful that mm-hmm. we just don't, under, we don't understand the impact it can have. So this mm-hmm. is a little, okay. this a little nugget. Uh,
0: so, like a sign but, of God's power and greatness. Oh there, my goodness! A every time, it's a miracle okay. that happened yeah. right after compassion. Yeah, Kendrick, were you gonna throw something in there too?
2: Yeah, I was thinking how you, um, as far as like saying. Westernized Christianity like what do we owe people I, it brings mm. me in mind of Isaiah one where mm-hmm. he's kind of a judge dressed in the wickedness of Judah mm. and he starts off and I think verse 16 by saying wash your hands like Mm -hmm. uh, be clean and then he says seek Mm. to do good and then he says uh bring justice to the fatherless Uh, so he he almost writes to command them like no 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 you don't get a pass bring Mm -hmm. justice to those Uh, i think that whole language in there is just to the vulnerable to those that are uh hurting to the minority to the orphan all of that i think it's we're almost charged throughout Mm -hmm. scripture
0: to to bring justice for those so yeah. Yeah, there's a great book by Tim Keller called Generous Justice, where he mm-hmm. he clarifies there are two Hebrew words for justice. One is kind of the <laughs> it's like liberal word and the conservative word, basically, and both are there. They're both <laughs> they're both there in the <laughs> Old Testament. One is you know, the kind of exact, abstract, platonic floating in the sky justice, right and wrong. The other is like caring for the poor and the widow. And there are two. Uh-huh. It's uh, Mishpat and Zadik, I think is, is how you say it in Hebrew. I can't remember. I'm resting I just know
1: Mishpat. <laughs> mishpat. Okay.
0: Mishpat. <laughs> yeah. So, so that brings us to, to the. So some people are triggered. Had a friend in our church that's like really stirred up about this because he believes that to acknowledge surface differences is to undermine our our unity in Christ. Like we shouldn't acknowledge it oh, at God. all. Yeah. And so how do we how do you address that? Cuz like we all yeah. agree our ultimate identity and I've preached on this, my primary identity uh, is in Christ. And yeah. right. and I think I've said it Indeed. this way, my secondary identity is just fine. I just got to make sure I keep my primary and my secondary straight, <laughs> right? Like yeah. so I'm a Texan and I'm white and you know, I was a temple wildcat and whatever else you know i love barbecue and i like a certain kind of music those are all secondary identities and i can associate with people i like to mountain bike i like to associate with people that do that and i can celebrate it and like you know relish in it like this is good and i love it and it's fun Mm -hmm. but my ultimate uh, security and identity is in christ so how would you how do you sort that out because i know this this one guy he even texted while we were talking he was like you can't you can't associate with white and black. We're not supposed to associate white and black anymore. And I'm like, well, mm, mm. we are. We just don't see our salvation in our whiteness or our blackness, right? So, yeah. How, how so would y'all I mean, address me, that? Because I, I do think it's okay. a good question. I mean, I think he's he's got a fair uh, question. It's a, it's a, no, it's a great question. It's not just a good question. It's a
1: great question. Yeah. So this yeah. is this is something that I'm sure uh, that Kendrick can uh, agree with. That we we mm-hmm. get this all the time, either in a question. Mm-hmm or actual mm-hmm. uh, statement mm-hmm. <laughs> against uh, whenever we talk about social justice. So I will, mm-hmm. I will say, I will say this to that. Number one, everything you just said is absolutely correct. As mm-hmm. a uh, as a black man, my identity is in Christ. So typically mm-hmm. when I when I say who I am, I, I, I purposely say I am a Christian black man mm-hmm. to make to try to make this to try to make the assertion that mm-hmm. my Christianity comes first. My blackness, mm-hmm. and I'm also obviously a male. Now that's that's this one part. And I think the second part is mm-hmm. we have to be careful, because God you know, not only did He create unity, He created unity, but He did not create uniformity. So we mm-hmm. don't look the same. We are not the mm-hmm. same. And yeah. if we if we really start the and I'm, if we really get theological, the mm-hmm. Trinity the Trinity is diverse. The Trinity yeah. is diverse. The Trinity has different roles and functions and yeah. and does mm-hmm. all these different things. And the Trinity mm-hmm. was before the foundation of the world. So mm-hmm. we have this, we have, we have to also realize that God Himself is diverse. And so mm-hmm. when He created, when He created human, humankind, He mm-hmm. created us to be diverse because that glorifies Him. So mm-hmm. even in Revelation, he says all, all these nations and tribes and tongues that glorifies Him because He sees the diversity that He's created. So when mm-hmm. someone tells me this is the worst thing, and I just gotta say this, this is the worst mm-hmm. thing that you probably can say right now. Is mm-hmm. I don't I don't see color, or I'm colorblind. Mm-hmm. That is that is an insult. That mm-hmm. I'm just being I'm just being real honest. And I know it, and, I, and I and I promise you I realize these are from well-intended people. A lot of times yeah. people do not have any malice with this. They really mm-hmm. truly in their heart are trying to. Connect and say, man, I don't see that. I don't I don't I don't have anything against you. And I just try to educate them and say, when you do that, you you deny my blackness and God created me this way. So what I really need you to say is that I embrace your blackness. I adore your blackness because God created it. Mm-hmm. That's what that's that's what I, that's what I need mm-hmm. you to say to affirm, mm-hmm. like, to, like I I adore who you are, the way that you are. Like I I don't see any. We all are made in God's image, and you are beautiful. I am beautiful. My other yellow but brother are beautiful. My red brother is beautiful, because mm-hmm. God made it that way. So we cannot mm-hmm. think that unity comes at the that that comes with uniformity, because it, it just does yeah. not.
0: Yeah, I totally yeah. agree with that, Kendrick, You want to add?
2: I think. Usually if someone tells me that they don't, they think that either race or or cultures um, undermine the gospel or or Mm -hmm. that God somehow not interested in that. I ask them, have you read the book of Numbers? Because God took the time to lay (laughs) out lineage after lineage after lineage. And Mm -hmm. I, I don't. I used to, that was one of the books I struggled to read, because I'm like, I don't care who came from who and who beget who. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. I realized that it's He's important a God of to God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's important to him. Mm-hmm. And even yeah. so much so that he chose the bloodline he would come from. Mm-hmm. Um, and And so that also puts me in mind of, you know, in Luke 10, I think, uh, Jesus is talking to the disciples, and one of the things they're discussing is the greatest commandment. <laughs> the greatest commandment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and yeah, Jesus, yeah. like, he has yeah. a way of segueing into parables. Right, <laughs> right, and right, so right. they're like, But who's my neighbor? And he oh, was like, uh, yes. It's not another Jew. It's actually the Samaritan over <laughs> there, by the way. Mm. It's the one who does not look like you, yes. it's the one who yeah. doesn't dress like you, who doesn't mm-hmm. talk like you. Um, and he basically. Sh- and and like one pendulum swing showed them mm-hmm. love is the greatest commandment. Love your neighbor as yourself. But you guys have been doing a terrible job of loving your neighbor <laughs> because this guy was on the side of the road. And because he didn't you look like you, because he didn't sound like you, yeah, yeah. he was like, I don't owe him nothing. And I think a lot of times, like Elliot said, I truly believe I have a lot of people that I know that mean well. Mm-hmm. But I think the, the number one thing that we can do in loving our neighbor better is learning to our neighbor. Yes. Like, I invite people, ask me about me my too. culture. Please. Ask me about, is this offensive to black people? No. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I want to say on the record, I do not think my blackness supersedes my Christianity. Amen. I, it
1: doesn't.
2: <laughs> I think... <laughs> I actually am grateful that no matter what skin color I am, just as a soul, that God called me to himself. I start there in the morning, like, thank you for calling me to myself. Because if you didn't call me to yourself and I had to go out into the world and be a black man, I'd be in bad shape. (laughs) So I'm just like, thank you for calling me to yourself just as an individual, man. And I start there. I do not think my blackness somehow supersedes Um, jesus or 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 the gospel and and i also think i don't want to get too deep Mm -hmm. into this or with this Mm -hmm. but to say that we shouldn't address our heritage our lineage is almost like erasing a very important historical Mm -hmm. facts and data from scripture i mean just looking at a ton of the started i don't think a lot of people realize that egypt is in africa Yes, (laughs) Yes. And <laughs> those people are like darker skin yes. complexion people and so I think I'm not saying mm-hmm. uh I don't want to move off and sound like a Hebrew Israelite sorry my mm-hmm. brothers and sisters but I'm I'm mm-hmm. not preaching that gospel either but I'm just yeah. saying that um to say like oh you guys should just be quiet and preach the gospel and all of that and I would also say like <laughs> the church at its roots Mm-hmm. Is more than likely darker skinned people. Uh mm-hmm. and uh, just, mm-hmm. I do not get too deep um, in that. But I, that's just yeah, something yeah. that I mm-hmm. would yeah, yeah, something yeah. I would think about yeah, um, yeah. as well as I think just Christ has showed time and time again mm-hmm. throughout scripture that he cares about culture, that he cares about lineage. He, he does. just does not want us to make that the primary focus. Mm-hmm. I think what happens is is there's two sides to this coin to where there's some that are saying man the gospel is all that matters and like I was saying earlier you know like sorry grandma I can't come visit you God brings the gospel you know and you're not in need of the gospel so I can't come visit you in the hospital you believe in Jesus already and then there's this side that says like oh I'm black and everybody who's not black is wrong and they're going to hell and they're condemned forever and both sides are extremely wrong I believe extremely
1: wrong yeah, so, I, I, I
2: just want to debunk both sides and say both sides, I believe, are incorrect. Mm-hmm. But I think what's what's beautiful is how Jesus summed this up. Yes, mm-hmm. you are to love God. That's the greatest commandment. You're to love mm-hmm. him with all your heart, your soul, mind, and strength. You're also to love your neighbor as mm-hmm. yourself. And he did not give one side of the commandment and alleviate the other one. No. He actually tied them together beautifully mm. and and. It, loving your neighbor honestly isn't just even a black and white thing. It's no. also loving other countries that we deem as terrorists. Mm-hmm. It's loving yes. them as well. It's not even yeah. just black people. It's just anybody that does not look like you, anybody mm-hmm. who even looks like you, we're all your neighbor. And Absolutely. I think Jesus has made that clear throughout scripture.
1: And mm-hmm. and to answer what Kendra was saying, man, it's one thing that always that always hits me with Luke Ten is that the two people that, that walked by the Samaritan man or walked by the man being were religious people. Uh, mm-hmm. So and, and some of the highest religious people. <laughs> <You> know, <Yeah. laughs> you know, so, so literally, yeah. and then what's was so poignant about that is that the Bible says that they looked at him, they looked at him and then kept going. Mm-hmm. And so so that's a lot of times that's how we feel that people mm-hmm. can look at what's going on in our community, but keep going. And yep. just walk right past us and not, yep. and not stop. And then when we think about the Samaritan who stopped, he not, he didn't just pick him up. He, mm-hmm. he, he lavished him with help. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. he, I mean, he went above and beyond to help him. So, yeah. so I think that parable is really, is, is really nice. And, and my mm-hmm. second point to add what Kendrick was saying is that, um, a lot of times when as a black man, we get in in predominantly white circles, Mm-hmm. It feels it feels like the expectation is that we should shy away from my blackness, that if mm-hmm. we start to, to talk about our issues, that somehow, mm-hmm. some way, then we either a, uh, you know, a protester or, mm-hmm. or, or something. But but as long as we don't really talk about that, then we kind of like mm-hmm. welcomed it. We kind of like welcomed in. But once Mm -hmm. you start talking about that, it's like, why are you talking about that? And it's like, uh, no, I mean, it's a lot of issues that we have. And and I was just like Kendrick was saying that you can just sit down and learn, learn, just learn from us, Mm -hmm. hear us. Like, you know, um, I think it goes a long way.
0: Yeah. So just to take it one step further to get into the weeds, the I think here's the mathematics that I know a lot of people have is I can't celebrate whiteness that's wrong and so it's unfair i think that's kind of like it seems like unfair or something and i'm and i'm like well it's i want to encourage people to think more tribally like i i celebrate irish heritage i celebrate uh, scottish heritage i celebrate that i'm a barbecue eater i celebrate
1: that I,
0: you know grew up where i grew up i've talked you know i'm just thinking through things i've talked about you know texan-ness i'm like I joke about it. You know, I joke about it to disarm it too. Like it's not it's not the end all be all, but it's like a you know, it's who I am, it's where I come yeah. from. Mm-hmm. Music I like, movies I like, I'm a nerd, I used to read comic books, whatever it is, you know. Um mm-hmm. those are all kind of like subculture issues. But yeah. I don't I don't celebrate Confederate background because that's hurtful mm-hmm. and it's kind of embarrassing, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, no, I agree with I, you. Right? I think yeah. my my Confederate roots are we're wrong so i don't uh, i don't celebrate that you know what i mean so i mean well, to yeah. me it seems very easy to discern but okay but you know well, what i mean do you know what i'm you know what i'm getting at that, that general that, feeling that, of yes. well whites can't celebrate whiteness but blacks can celebrate blackness and that to me that just seems like like it's not a big deal like I, it's we're well, mm-hmm. fine but i don't know do
1: you, so, so, let me wait, can i can i just respond yes yeah. <laughs> So, so uh, okay, uh, let me go with the positive. So, so first, mm-hmm. I definitely agree with you that that your hair, heri- like your true heritage, like if you, if you mm-hmm. are Irish or you, you know Scotland, whatever mm-hmm. that may be. But a lot yeah. of times, uh, some ca- Caucasian people may not even really know where they really come right. from. So, yeah. uh, but I, I do think that if you do, and I'm not know, really as, sure
0: to tell you the truth. Right. right.
1: <laughs> so, so I do I think have, if you, if you ideas, know, yeah. like, yeah, right. you know, it's okay to celebrate it. But to your point. Yeah. The celebration that we see is mm-hmm. not that. When people say, gotcha. should I celebrate my whiteness? It's like, mm-hmm. I need to celebrate this Confederate flag. I need yeah, to celebrate yeah. that. And so the, mm-hmm. and to, to kind of just, I guess, set the stage as to why we mm-hmm. as black people celebrate, uh, celebrate our blackness. Mm-hmm. And I, and, and, okay. So, cause I just want to be, I just want to make sure I'm clear. <laughs> So, yeah, yeah. So one thing is, obviously, we know about slavery, mm-hmm. right? So when we when we think about slavery, we we think about man. There was a middle passage that happened that we mm-hmm. were literally like basically kidnapped or sold, uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, by, by our own actually, mm-hmm. and we were put on boats and all this other stuff. And people died. We were brought over. Mm-hmm. We were abused. We had all these things. They had. People, you know, some masters rape women, some they call it but um, butt breaking where we were raped and molested and all these different things, different characters throughout history show us mm-hmm. with big lips and we're violent and we're hypersexual, and all these different things that we see that we that we mm-hmm. have ex- that we ourselves have experienced that we mm-hmm. have written literature that says that black people are apes and animals. So th- yeah. these are things that that it's actually been in tabloids it has been in newspapers. That Negroes are are apes or they're Mm -hmm. subhuman and all of these Mm -hmm. different things. And we, the N word Mm -hmm. has been thrown at us and it's the most gross. I wish it, I wish it removes itself from our lexicon. I don't use it. I don't recommend any of my brothers and sisters to use it. Uh, but that's something that's been spewed at us as, as hate, as, as hate speech. Um, Mm -hmm. so we, when you combine all of those things that have attacked our dignity, that have literally come across, come at our dignity as humans, Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Then we now we want to celebrate ourselves and say we do have dignity. We are yeah. made in the image of God. This mm-hmm. is who we are. Like I, I want to mm-hmm. celebrate because for so long you told me I yeah. was an ape. You told me yeah. that I raped white women. This is what you mm-hmm. told me. This is what you told mm-hmm. put out to the masses in The Birth mm-hmm. of a Nation and all these other movies. So when we celebrate it, it's a real, it's deeper than just saying oh Black Lives Matter or we have this black right. this black group at a church or this black group at a college. We do this because our dignity has been ripped from us for like so decades. It's like, like the decades. answer to so I mean, a question in a sense, <laughs> right? right? Yes. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Man, so do you? Do, so do white people have that history? I would mm-hmm. I would have to surmise in America because I can only speak for America. I would say no. Yeah. But obviously, there are people. There are pockets of people who've been abused, but sure, but, sure. but not at the not at the, the 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 idea of black people. I mean, so right, we have to right. be honest with that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: And I think I, I just want to say I don't I don't know a single black person that's offended if if someone that's white celebrates their heritage, their culture. Uh, mm-hmm. I just think we get offended by celebrating white supremacy. Yes. That's what we don't want to see. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to see that. Kind of like you was saying with the Confederate flag. I don't yeah. want to see that. Like, um, right. I was talking to a friend of mine, and we were uh, uh, driving down downtown Killeen, uh just doing some work. And we were so mind blown that we passed by a barbershop uh, that was Asian-owned and inspired, and their entire family was working. I think that's a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. Um it's not that they didn't welcome anyone else it's just that they're uh they're a culturally influenced business mm-hmm. and we're we weren't offended by that we weren't no. I'm not offended by um the the same way if there's someone white that opens a business and they have their entire family work there, usually because it's uh probably more convenient to mm-hmm. hire people that you know right and that you mm-hmm. trust but uh, i don't think that that's that that's something that's offensive mm-hmm. i just think the uh, w- what's offensive is like the white supremacy uh the, that that yeah. comes with mm-hmm. certain individuals celebrating their skin color, such as the kkk mm-hmm. and well, now i'll right. give you this too i can remember um uh my great grandfather i got the pleasure he's still alive mm-hmm. i've got the g- great pleasure of of talking with him uh and, and just hearing his story he's 94 years old mm-hmm. and he said uh when he was in school uh the school that they were allowed to go to he had to walk three miles to get there
0: mm-hmm. and
2: every day he said his teacher uh said you know you're that dark because you're close to the devil oh, and he said yeah. for a long yeah. time he did not think God would save him because he was black and that he was made in the image of the devil. Yeah. And I can imagine had there not been some sort of evangelist to come and say, no, 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 no. You're made in the image of God and God does love you that he may not have given his life to Christ on the basis that, man, I don't even believe that God will save me. And that's gut-wrenching because when we, like, celebrate our blackness, we're not saying that uh for one we're not putting down any other race no it's just that i'm usually telling my people you're made in the image of god and the likeness of god and i Mm -hmm. often use that as a tool to present them with the gospel because if every little black boy ran around thinking like my grandfather thought in that moment none of them would come to christ because they don't believe that Mm -hmm. god can save them or they think their blackness is inferior on the earth and only yeah. superior amongst each other yeah. but and so i think it's important that people actually mm. realize whatever culture you are whatever heritage you are like you you're made in the image of god he, <laughs> he made you that way and so i yeah. think um, trying to suppress that sort of language can easily yeah. be manipulated or or have people think man if i'm not made in the image of god i may not be made for god he may not even yeah. call me to himself like that's what undermines the gospel more mm-hmm. than just saying yeah. uh um uh, be proud to be black uh yeah that that doesn't even really much undermine the gospel because it's like oh you have to realize that the the skin that you're in that that's beautiful mm-hmm. that god it's gave evil. you that yes. and yeah and i just would man I i just would hate to mm. not be able to share that with someone yeah. Um, and I, every day I'm like Man I just thank God Whoever told you uh, And he said My grandfather told me as well Sorry there was a white German man That came to him And was like Man I don't know who told you Those hateful, hateful words But I want to show you something In the book of Acts About oh, the Ethiopian yes. eunuch Thank and you My My grandfather came to Christ Based upon the scripture Of the Ethiopian eunuch wow. Which was a Black man uh, Mm -hmm. that was baptized and that Mm -hmm. the disciples preached the gospel to. And my grandfather said his eyes were open in that moment to say, well, if that man can receive Christ, I can receive Christ. And my grandfather wanted to receive Christ. He just didn't profess him as Savior because he didn't Mm -hmm. think he was allowed to. And so suppressing that talk sometimes Mm -hmm. can sound like to young black children, you're not allowed to get saved. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. God don't mm-hmm. love you. We want you to believe in God, but we don't want him to be your savior. Wow. So it, I just want yeah. to yeah. be careful with that language. Go ahead. Lee. No, no, I was going to say
1: a part, a part of that, man, definitely what Kendrick is saying is so true. I remember growing mm-hmm. up and being, being a young black boy, just disbelieving that, man, that does God really love me? Because yeah. what I see on television as I see white families together, I see white families, mm-hmm. you know, doing all these that they have, you know, uh, resources and, uh, and finances and abilities mm-hmm. and education. Mm-hmm. And I look at my own community yeah. and it's prostitutes and drugs and, and yeah. you know, uh, abandoned homes and broken homes, uh, you know, without families and things like that. And I'm like, Oh, well, maybe, maybe I am cursed, you know, yeah. maybe, maybe, maybe yeah. I am, you know, yeah. um, and it wasn't until I truly learned the gospel, that man, I, it was okay to be black, you know. Yeah. E- either either you learn, either you learn to be black with the gospel, or you learn to be black to, to be militant. And so, thankfully, yeah. you know, I was, you know, God moved me and in, uh, in His direction. Um, but it was as a long time as a kid, I, I was like, man, maybe I am cursed,
0: you know, yeah. because of the
1: color of my man. skin. Um,
0: That's good. Yeah, I can relate, and I'll just. This is for the sake of my wife brothers that are still skeptical about this um i i grew up in a broken home and so it was helpful for me to realize like oh there's some good and beautiful things that came out of that that god can use you know so there was some like oh okay my story matters to god and god can use my story in unique ways i also grew up with a pastor um i came to christ in a church where the pastor was opposite of my personality super driven super gregarious super Uh, hard charging and i'm kind of a real laid-back you know thoughtful contemplative person and Mm. and so i had to come to a place of recognizing my temperament was good and beautiful in the eyes of god you know so i never i never had the issue with skin color you know growing (laughs) up in majority culture i never felt like there was something wrong with my skin color well maybe in the 80s i thought i was too pasty i needed a (laughs) tan but you know (laughs) beyond that uh yeah, I, I had to come to terms with like, oh, it's OK to be this temperament or it's OK to be to have this family background. And so I, I can relate to that. And I hope I don't know if that's helpful for for white folks out there that have never had their 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 whiteness called in in question the same way that, that blacks often have their blackness called into question. But, yeah, I think it's man, it's just basic to me. I, I taught my kids they were beautiful and special and made by God. And I think that's that is like whatever color you are, celebrate that. That's a good and beautiful thing, you know. Absolutely. Um, Man, that's really helpful. And I will just throw in, I think we need to wrap up. I'm looking at the clock here. I think we've we've (laughs) gone a good hour. Oh, Um, yes. But I'll just throw in as a teaser, uh, I think Kendrick released a new album a couple months ago. Mm. I think the Mm -hmm. most popular song, the song that people resonated with the most was Black Girl, Black Boy. And it was a song of of this topic we were ending with. So I think that's... uh, so for those of you that aren't triggered by that sort of thing, go listen to it and <laughs> uh, enjoy it. Um, yeah, it's, it's a beautiful song. Yeah, just celebrating the way God made people. That's that's how I put yeah. it. Mm. I listen to it and I'm like, oh, this is beautiful. And you know, I don't have yeah. black skin, but I still think it's a beautiful song. You know, I see it as a father appreciate and I'm just like, man, this is gorgeous. I love it. So yeah, appreciate, appreciate your work, man. I appreciate you guys yeah. spending the time. Um, I'm a preacher, and so I just want to summarize. Jesus showed compassion to us, so we should show compassion to each other, no matter what our background is. Right now, there's a lot of scary things in the news about um, blacks who have been mistreated. And, man, that hurts our black brothers and sisters. I just want to say to you guys, I love y'all, and I'm sorry love for too, the hurt man. and the grief and the, the PTSD yeah, that you're feeling. And just acknowledge We love you. We're glad you're part of our body and uh, recognize Jesus showed mercy to us. So we keep showing (laughs) mercy to to each other. Appreciate the ways Mm -hmm. y'all have shown mercy to me and and other circumstances as well. So thank you.
1: Oh, Dave, real quick, before you close this out, um, uh, I guess I can put this in the notes in the podcast. I'll send them to Joey. I can send Mm -hmm. a list of movies and books that are going to be really helpful to educate people.
0: Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We mentioned a couple of books, but yeah, if you got more, that sounds good. Thank you, guys. Love y'all. All right. Thank, Thank you. I really appreciate we'll Clock out. Thanks. <laughs>